Previously on Planet Arcana. When last we encountered Crater Celestine and Riot, they were still enjoying some well-deserved R&R following their victory over Scavenge. Crater and Riot spend some quality time cooking up contraband in Crater's kitchen before our boiler-powered barbarian blows off some proverbial and literal steam during an enjoyable encounter with a Midmoss local. Good for you, Mr. Wayne. Crater also discovers that the walking stick he liberated from the former Tutor Birch is possessed of some peculiar properties. Celestine, on the other hand, spends his time poring over an academic paper titled Information and Emotion, a treatise on the work of the composite couple, researchers who sought to delve into the mysteries of the dream and digital networks. And though the couple's names are plainly written before him, Celestine realizes that he cannot keep those names in his memory. In this time of respite, Celestine also uses a newfound power to attempt to locate the companion he only barely remembers, Quintessa Sombra. But mysteriously, what he finds is fast and massive and fathoms deep underwater. Leaving Crater's apartment in the care of now-trusted friend Garbazine, our crew makes for the river's edge only to find history repeating itself as the drivers for the next leg of their journey are none other than Team Sprocket, who naturally are far too important to remember ever having met our heroes. During another musical trip underwater, the party learns of Team Sprocket's affluent origins and parentage, with the hip-hop duo disclosing such names as Solmazate, Hot and Heavy, and Patricia. Finally, they reach the underwater teleportation circle and are transported to a velvet-lined room somewhere far away. A room in which their deep-low comrade J.D. Detective eagerly awaits their arrival. I can hear you. I am listening. I can hear the cacophony coming from all across the Fifth Collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork. The neon. The networks. Oh, these metropolises. These, these verdant, desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be... Compromised. I repeat, we've been compromised. Do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find All it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little sweat. All it takes is a key. The Nautilus, freshly transported on top of the teleportation circle in a velvet-lined room, an alarm Above the door silently begins blinking, and it opens, silhouetted before you, a figure in a trench coat and fishnets. And he says, Looks like you made it intact, hopefully also untracked. (laughs) And he quickly whips out a device from his pocket, walks up to each of you, and then makes this noise with his mouth. 
beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Looks good. Thank you. What was that? Oh, this is my... Mm, it's a bit complicated, and we can talk about it later. Who are you? The drivers, I assume. You're looking at Baby Ravon Yelsing, baby, to the moon. Stop saying that. And I'm Honeypot, with thunderous emotion, of course. Please stop saying that. What? It's my name. <laughs> it sounds like their name. Anyway, we need to chat, and you two need to go do whatever you you were going to do. Oh, well, no problem. We are desperately wanted down at CGA Village, are we not, honeypot? Mm, yes, of course. And, like, we should also probably stop and have some fun somewhere. But, yeah, CGA Village, for sure. Everybody gets laid at CGA Village. Oh, that's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm oh. ready. <laughs> also, I want to get out of here before demand catches us. Oh, my God, we are so late. <laughs> we were so late. <laughs> It was, it was nice seeing you for the very first time. Maybe catch you at the uh, Palace Reservoir Casino for a little trivia night. Oh, are we going there? That sounds so fun. Who knows where we're going? Except for away right now. Right now. <laughs> all, all right. Toodaloo, you two, until, until next it's time. It's been real. Toodaloo. Well. Well. All right, then. It's, uh, it's been a minute. Hey, JD. It has been a minute for sure. I obviously don't want to talk in this room. It smells like salt, and we have many important things to discuss. So I do have a room booked for us if you'd like to follow me. Oh, yes. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> JD leads you out into a corridor lined with doors. The ceilings are slightly low, but the decor is opulent. The walls of wherever you are are lined with red velvet, chandeliers graze Crater's head, and you pass a couple of elegantly dressed but masked individuals. You can immediately tell the staff from the patrons as employees wear a spin-off of the classic Spectre robe, red and velvet just like the walls, and ornately detailed at the collar, but open at the front to display a black set of lace unisex lingerie the corridors are lined with doors on either side and you know there's a couple of turns that he takes and then finally there's a room that's simply marked as temperance on the outside and he opens the door and it's very different from the red line chandelier bedecked hallways this room is just practical one twin bed but with extremely decadent pillows uh, a small bottle of extremely rare alcohol but only enough for two drinks and a tv with a notice on it that says limited to one hour of use per day and he leads you inside jd what is this place listen i cannot believe that i was able to get the temperance room they said it wasn't even booked at all i didn't have to book ahead or anything and i've got it for a whole month you're staying here yes well I don't live in Paragarden, but it seems like there's a few clues around here that I would like to follow up on. And um, I've stayed at this place a number of times, and somehow I always, always get the temperance room. By the way, we're at Sister Mary Viable. Which is what, exactly? <laughs> a very respectable establishment. Is this a strip club? Yes. It's <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I love the religious tones. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> One of my business partners likes themed strip clubs for whatever reason, and people don't tend to bother us here, so. Love it. How long have you been in Paragarden for now? Only for about a week. I've come back to follow up on a lead, but I feel like it might be prudent to be stationed here for a while, so that's why I've booked myself the temperance room for about the next season or so. Is there anything you can tell us about what you found when we last split up? Yes, of course, but I thought perhaps you would like to tell me about what you found. I mean, you reached out to me, so... Right. Well, uh, Scavenge is dead, so that's new. Ah. Yeah. 
I was hoping for a better reaction, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was really, really hard to do, and you just kind of kind of don't seem impressed, which is a bummer. Of course I'm impressed. I just, I'm glad that all of you made it here alive. Yeah. Last we were talking about Scavenge, you were mentioning that he might have something to do with it, and now the first thing you tell me is that he's dead, so I assume that he had an even grander part than even you imagined. He, uh, he kind of had everything to do with it uh and we followed him up to the cold breaks um figured out to what extent he was kind of orchestrating everything and um yeah it all kind of came to a head and now he's dead right after we had split up we had seen firsthand him taking an android part from an android mm. yeah this one and uh, celestine holds up the foot that uh, one right there yes. disgusting <laughs> like right said he was up in the cold breaks and at this point, I think we've confirmed that there is a pretty obvious connection between Scavenge's operation and the Spectres. I don't know if you have any more information on that. I do and I don't. It, I do in sort of a roundabout way, but I'm surprised that you're bringing that up at all. Let me circle back for a second. How did you get to the cold break so fast? Oh, it was simple. Uh, we just popped into one of them magic circles and then ended up there. Mm teleportation circle and who uh which uh which card carrying teleportation circle user let you through one hmm. <laughs> all these questions are so funny no listen you misunderstand me i'm not trying to catch you in anything i'm just trying to understand who got you from one place to the other we picked up a good friend along the way let's just say that yeah a not criminal friend yeah very on the level <laughs> Had legit connections, went through the correct legal pathways. Did not hold anyone hostage Yep. later. Nope. <laughs> I am starting to get the sense that you think I'm a narc. Uh, I can't be too careful. Uh, are you not? <laughs> I, I feel like I don't give off the vibes of a, of a narc, and so I'm just very confused because I, I swear to God, I am trying my hardest to be cool around you all. I... <laughs> <laughs> JD, I genuinely have no idea where this is coming from. JD, I think you have to understand that the three of us don't really have a lot of experience dealing with a deep low in this manner. Mm -hmm. This is a bit awkward for all of us, I think. I'm still getting used to this. Waiting for you to pull out your gun at any point and do a gotcha. <laughs> eh? I have no intention of pulling out my gun and pulling a gotcha as it were. Listen, I, I appreciate that you've even come back to talk to me at all. I know the last time we spoke, you were all a little reticent to work with me, and the fact that you're here means that, well, something went right in any case, and I do have information for you, but I, I just wanted to hear where you were all coming from. I mean, I knew when I was sending up the vehicle that you were in the cold breaks, and I figured that there was only one way you could get there so fast. And I suspect that some of my information about fast travel around the continent might have something to do with, with the way that you got there so fast. I could be wrong, but I'm curious. Well, go on. Ah, it's my turn. I see. All right, well, if there's nothing else that you'd like to tell me about your, your journey, I can tell you about mine. Things will come up, as, as we remember. We're kind of a little travel-weary. Sorry. I, I will say that um, while it does seem like Scavenge was a major player in this organ theft thing that was happening he he certainly wasn't the only person involved and and uh i i look at riot uh to see if like are we gonna share the stuff about lux oh yeah we we found these boxes full of android parts that were being moved through a creation point by the specters and uh and they had the marking of lux booker the curationist huh <sighs> 
Well, now we're talking. Let me tell you what I found on my little trip out to Calamity Isle. I was chasing after our lead out there, and unfortunately I was too late to prevent the part getting stolen, but I did arrive in time to help that dying android survive. They took a number of his parts, they being a group called the Disasteroids, which sounds like you may be familiar, and most significantly, they stole this android's voice box. We were able to communicate through a mixture of signing and binary, and he heard the Disasteroids ask each other how much they could make for his other parts, but then they dropped a name so hot it burned the Disasteroids' taste buds. Lux Booker, the Curationist. Apparently, the voice box was for him only, and they were to drop it off nearby. So, I went to the drop-off point. It was in the Northern Crownlands, not too far from the lead, and long story short, Lux eventually stopped by Crown City, and then went back to Paragarden shortly after. And now, I've done some digging, and... It seems as though Lux has made more than a few of these little trips up to Crown City, and as uh, he himself is a licensed teleportation circle user, travel is easy for him. But still, he doesn't tend to linger, always in and out. So now, I'm lying in wait, getting ready for his next journey out there. I suspect he's going to pick up another part, and well, I, I hope to let you know if I get wind that he's readying for another journey out there. Celestine puts his hand up like he's got a question. <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't have to do that. We're in a strip club, but go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, it just now this this android that that you helped that that lost their voice box. Uh-huh. Did they happen to mention that that part was special in some way? Hmm. Funny thing that you should mention that because the part was an heirloom. You don't hear much about parts working well enough for two android lifetimes, do you? I did find that odd. There's a number of parts that are either being sold, and then a smaller number of parts that are going back to Lux and. I thought that there could only be a few reasons why some parts are being chosen and some aren't. I thought maybe they're homemade. Could be that the parts were ins- installed illegally and could be something else entirely because I've never even heard of a part being passed down. It seems like many of these parts that the Disasteroids were after are heirlooms of this nature. Certainly this was, and I hold up the foot again. <laughs> it's horrible. I hate to see it. <laughs> It is like a severed limb, isn't it? It's just yes. like waving around a severed Glad limb. Yuck. <laughs> so Lux is collecting all of these parts that are family heirlooms. Have you got any wind as to what might be the plan with all of them? Like, are they building an android? Or if, is he, like, modding himself with, like, all these stolen parts? Like, do you have any information on that? Hmm. All interesting theories. The only lead that I have right now is that... Well, I heard I heard talk of an orchestrator. An orchestrator. We heard that, too. That, yeah. that is not Lux? I heard Lux talk about the orchestrator. Ah. Uh, oh, my. So oh my it sounds stars. like... Based on that, there's someone above Lux. I together. would suspect so, yes. Okay. If there is somebody above Lux, somebody that Lux answers to, might it be somebody that's financing this operation? Does does Lux Booker have the funds to acquire all these pieces and pay off the disasteroids? And, and I mean, if he's and just one person and the Spectres, yes. He's got an agent salary. Not likely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Riot, that might be true in our real world. (laughs) In the fifth collide, agents can make a lot of money, especially agents who, well, he works out of the out of sector nine in Paragarden. That's where I mean, you can't even get up there without your pip metrics being good enough. If he doesn't have the money himself, I I think that he has a contact. So there's a chance. There's a chance that the orchestrator is the one who's funding it. But. There's also a chance that he could be doing that himself. Hmm. You mentioned that you were surprised that we brought up the Spectres at all. 
Why do you say that? Huh, well, I've got another sort of roundabout story. There's a few leads that I'm chasing here, and the reason why I'm in Paragarden. One of them is that there's a senior Diplo here. <laughs> His name... <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Frank. Yeah. Senior Diplo. <laughs> oh my god, get it together, okay. His name is Beef's Impartial. <laughs> I'm hoping to gather some information on him because I, well, I I suspect he doesn't want me meddling and unfortunately for him, I'm a grade A certified meddler. And he slipped up because I heard Beefs mention the orchestrator too. Now, you might be wondering how this all connects to the specters. Well, I'm about to get to that. Tomorrow, there is a mandatory Diplo meeting. So I'm hoping that while I and Mr. Beef's impartial have to be at this uh, mandatory Diplo meeting, you can perhaps go and collect evidence from his house. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that part later. The Spectres. Right, sorry, I keep circling around this uh, one central part. <laughs> we are um, we're supposed to talk to Uncle Edict tomorrow about some strangeness going on with the Spectres and, well, things that were popping up at creation points. You mean rat. I mean rat, yes. Yes, well, that is the other thing that we learned from uh, uh, our time in the cold breaks is that it seems that Uncle Edict is having the specters provide rat to young androids in some some attempt to enlighten their minds and bring them closer to the arcana. Frankly, well, it rusts my gears. I, I, don't, I don't like it very much at all. <laughs> mm. That's a great expression. I'm like to use it later. Now, what do you suspect is the connection between the rat and and the androids and and the parts? Well, we have imp- information to believe that in some way the maybe the specters were trading android parts for rat, and that maybe that's how they were acquiring it. And were the specters giving or taking? I'm confused I'm, about that too. Me, I am also confused. We encountered some uh, some young androids. Um, on their way to a creation point not long after we left Aquaketch and they were carrying a qu- quite a bit of rat and, and they said they got it from the specters. Of course, we, we, we took it from them, but uh, that is troubling if they're getting illicit drugs from, from the specters who are supposed to be guiding their creation journey. Hmm. I agree. What, what exactly did it say on the map again that that you deciphered the exact phrase about the, the the specter connection ancient custom or high-tech organs ghost in venero vega rat for funds if needed bring to the brakes i i do wonder if that means that if any disasteroids were in need of funds just to carry on with their mission they know who to sell their wares to in order to you know because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense if rat's going to be funding the whole thing why they would be giving it away to miners yeah i agree I don't understand. Nor do I. And uh, at the very least, though, I, I think we can safely say that the di- the disasteroids will be less of a factor now that Scavenge has been taken out of the picture. Well, I certainly hope so. I It was an uncomfortable sight to see someone like that with their parts taken. I was glad that I got there at least in time to help them survive. But I do wish 
that I had got there a little sooner and hopefully, I mean, I, <laughs> to be honest, I don't know what I would have done faced with a bunch of disasteroids. I'm, I'm impressed that you took out supposedly the leader. I mean, that's that's impressive. Riot crash an owl into him. <laughs> it was a long time coming. It was really cool. I'm going to tell everybody this. Like, this. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it sounds cool. Felt really cool. Yeah, I I feel like like I, I'm kind of sitting here wondering like what I've done in my life that is as cool as that. And I, I can't, there's nothing. I just, I, I can't come up with anything. You should have seen the way she landed at the end of it. It was... It was just so awesome. I don't think anybody's done anything that cool. Well, I don't know. There was the whole, like, crater just, like, tunneling through the snow, steaming off, like, running (laughs) at Scavenge. There was the whole Celestine creating uh, star sprites out of thin air. Oh, oh, no. That was... I barely did anything at all there. It was a masterpiece. Give yourself credit, Celestine. You were a boss in that fight. (laughs) Celestine blushes and shuffles his feet. (laughs) (laughs) So one piece of information that we do have, JD, is that Celestine here has a means of contacting Edict directly. Mm. And if we want to use that for any kind of strategic purpose after your meetup tomorrow, that's at our disposal. Interesting. Uh, Celestine takes out the coin and shows the coin. A specter token. Interesting. How did you end up with one of these? Oh, you know, things happen. You end up with coins and tokens you know when you check your pockets and you're like where did i get this i don't remember picking this up it's just always been there i suppose can i tell you a secret oh please you know that device that i scanned you with when you came in yes it's not a scanner at all i i I did the same thing i opened my bag and i was like what the hell is this and i just held it up to you and i tried to make it seem like i knew what i was doing and that was an actual machine checking checking to see if you had been tracked i don't even know why i did that i'm so nervous around you what is going on jd can i ask yeah how how senior of a of a detective are you? <laughs> Why? Just I'm I'm just, I'm just curious. We're, we're getting to know each other. I'm trying to see how high you are on the hierarchy in the deep lows here. Well, I am similar to a senior deep low, but I tend to uh, get more interesting projects. And by more interesting projects, I mean they tend to just let me work on whatever projects I want. I put in a lot of time at the deep lows, a lot of time. I did a lot of paperwork, did a lot of pencil pushing. I did a lot of stupid jobs that landed me nowhere and just, you know, anything that the regent wanted. And well, after a long lifetime of doing that, they just sort of let me do what I want at this point. So to answer your question, I have resources. I have more resources than the average deep low, but um, I would say I'm sort of alternative there. They tend to just let me do my thing. And I think that that's part of the reason that Beef's, well, has a beef with me, <laughs> if you will. And I will. Yes, you will. <laughs> that, that is one of the things. The other things I wanted to ask, it, it you seem to be suggesting that, that there is corruption within the deep lows, that this beefs individual is uh, in some way involved with Lux and, and, and whatnot. So, I mean, can you even trust your own organization? No, absolutely not. Oh, dear. Absolutely not. And that's why I told you when, when we first met to not, don't talk to any deep lows. Do not talk to them. <sighs> I think I mentioned in my message that they they are interested in speaking with you, and I just would advise caution. I mean, don't avoid it if it puts you any in any danger, but just be very careful about what you say. They do seem to be harassing a friend of Riot's recently, so mm-hmm. I think they're suspicious of at least Riot, so mm-hmm. something to keep in mind. I'm not sure if you've heard anything, JD, have you heard Riot's name come up? Uh, yes, I have heard Riot's name come up. They've been talking about you since Riscotech, although they don't really have anything on you, so mm. I wouldn't worry about it. 
but you were seen in Viridesia around the time that there was some things attributed to Harley High Stakes. And I think the average Diplo is fine to run with that story. I see through it. And so I'm sure other people do too. Just be careful. Yeah. Yeah. I don't suppose there's any way that you can use your Diplo contacts and connections to get them to lay off of Ms. Riot's friend. I would like to do that very much. However, the stuff with Lux Booker, the curationist, I just am hesitant to do anything that might put me in a position where I get less resources to work mm. on something like this. Especially with, with, I was going to say Senior Diplo. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with Senior Diplo beefs impartial. I mean, the only time... <laughs> the only time I heard the term orchestrator was from Lux Booker and Beefs. And so I know there's a connection there. And you're right, there's there, this organization is full of corruption. I think it always has been. I don't think that's anything new. But I'm wary to uh, draw more attention to me than necessary. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, I had a question for you uh, regarding this friend of mine, my assistant. I'm, I'm having a tough time figuring out who we can trust here and now, you know... Lux was my agent. He was my contact. And now, obviously, that's not a trusted situation. And I just, I don't know if, uh, I wanted to come to you first before I responded to her. Do you think that's a good idea? Riot, I, I think you're in the position of power right now. You know that there's something up with Lux. You have, well, I don't know how much evidence you have, but you might have some, maybe not enough to actually do anything to someone in his position. But you know, you know there's something going on. And you have access to him, and not a lot of people do. I would say to act normal. Mm. And if you're comfortable with it, if you want to even get close to Lux and have a chat with him, that may be helpful for all of us. That's true. It's a great idea. All right. We could set up a sting. I could wear a wire. Absolutely. <laughs> do you have binoculars, JD? Do I have binoculars? Uh, yes, of course. I <laughs> probably have some in my bag. Okay. I'll be in a tree somewhere, keeping a close eye on everything. Then. <laughs> and luckily, historically, the person who wears the wire is always totally safe in these situations. So <laughs> totally, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like zero death. Zero oh, deaths. God. Well, that's what we'll do then. Sorry, did you, you you said that Uncle Edict is in Paragarden? If he's not now, then he's at least supposed to be for tomorrow. And what is it that he's here for? And what is it that, sorry, folks, I, I forgot. What, what what did he say? The Diplos are having a, like a mandatory Diplo meeting tomorrow in which they're going to question Edict about the specters. Okay, okay. Oh, Specter okay. activity. Okay. Sorry if I wasn't clear. So... I guess then you you don't have any any information about Edict and whether or not he's trustworthy. You see, the thing is that, I mean, he's approached us, well, me, a couple of times now. And uh, he, he seems to want to, I don't know, form some um, relationship or, or what have you. I haven't reached out to him because I wanted to discuss with you first. I, since we found out that he's the one in charge of the rat distribution at creation points. I, my, my, my trust of edict has certainly been damaged, but how do you feel we should proceed? I'll be straightforward with you. I, like I said, I, I tend to do my own projects and the depots tend to leave me alone. And so all this stuff about the specters, I'd, I didn't find it extremely relevant to what I was, what I was investigating. And so I didn't, I didn't look that far into it. Edict is a, hmm, he's, an enigma, I'll say, and you can say uh, it. He's weird. He's really weird. He's so strange. He's I mean, it's weird. a bit of a yeah. I mean, a bit of a pot calling the kettle black and wh whatever that saying is. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna cut that from the episode. <laughs> <Right then. laughs> um, 
But if he wants to strike up a relationship with you, I mean, that's... I, I, I don't know what to make of that, to be honest. I I don't know what's going on with the specters. I'm only going because my, my attendance is mandatory and I feel like I should put in some time. Could be an opportunity for sting operation number two. For edict? Celestine and edict, yeah. Mm, mm, that is interesting. Do you have the authority to deputize Celestine? So Celestine is has to go to this meeting? The meeting, of course, was the time that I was hoping you could go to Beef's place. I, I meant more uh, that he could reach out to Edict and kind of set up a meeting separately. Oh. Uh, I see. Sorry. I misunderstood. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I would not be comfortable in a room full of Diplos, given the company that I've been keeping <laughs> for the last several weeks. I think I would. I, I'm not sure if I can sweat, but I, I would find out, I suppose, if I was in that meeting. Also, Celestine, you haven't washed that blouse in weeks and it reeks of weed. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> Celestine starts sniffing himself. What? I can't I can't smell it. I, I can't <laughs> Yes, I've just been around. I'm, oh no, you can't really? smell that. Oh no, it reeks. <laughs> Is weed legal in the fifth Clyde? Sure, yeah. Sick. Weed's legal in the fifth Clyde. <laughs> I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna make that canon right now. Weed's legal in most places in the real world. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just, <laughs> okay, sorry. So tomorrow, yes. we're doing a beef steak out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bless you. I, I found that in my head for like 20 minutes. I needed to say um, <laughs> beef steak. Out. Oh god. Okay. Is there oh anything? So we're okay. We're we're breaking into a Diplo's house. Is there anything that we're looking for specifically? He should have something similar to a computer or something like that, and I suspect that's where he keeps some of his, you know, secret things. And you'll have to find it. And just I would just say go go looking for the term orchestrator and see what comes up. And do he got a wife or a husband or like a gardener or something that like we sure this place is going to be empty. Because that's a bad look for us three sure if we get caught. To be fair, I didn't say break in. Uh, oh, okay. Do you have Just a key? Ask. I do not have a key. Beefs does have a wife and he has a child. Okay. Sorry, are you are you expecting us to charm our way into his house? I'm confused. I mean, if, if that's how you want to approach it, yeah, for, of course. I mean, whatever you think is the best way to get the information out of his computer, if you want to break in, go for it, by all means. But I'm just letting you know that he does have a wife. They might not be home. I mean, they might be home, but they might not be home. I mean, it's... Tell me this. Is it a happy marriage? You know, it's a great question. I couldn't say. <laughs> I sort of have a bias against beefs because I don't like him. And so there's, you know, there's a part of me that sort of wishes that he's unhappy. And I don't think that's fair. So I'm just going to abstain from this question. <laughs> Next question. Okay. Do, you, uh, do, you have, do you have any kind of profile of this Beef's character? Like what he looks like or how he talks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. I'm excited for you to tell me. <laughs> All right, so JD explains to you that that Beef's impartial is a square man. Everything about him, everything about him is square from his personality to his jaw to his eternally clenched fists to the clipboard that he carries. Somehow a square clipboard rather than a rectangle. And he sounds like he's eaten too much beef. Oh, yeah. Sweaty, Deep voice, sweaty voice. He says halt a lot. Halt. <laughs> 
god. But that's right. I'm not gonna lay the voice down for real. It's not time. It's, okay. I, it's not JD, time. JD, I gotta tell you, it sounds like a stand-up dude though. <laughs> you're, you're why? You're sure this is this is one of the bad ones? I don't, I don't know. Have you, have you ever just like sat down with like a bud? And eating a bunch of steaks and just had great conversations for hours. That kind of sounds like this kind of guy. I feel like that's sort of what he does all the time. You know what I mean? He's one of those <laughs> guys who like who loves to go and get a bud and a steak after work and never actually does any of the work. And here I am looking for clues 24-7. You know? I was born to be a deep low and he was born to be a beer drinking, clipboard pushing, <laughs> friendly man. And I don't like it. Oh, he's friendly. Because everything that you'd said about him led us to believe that perhaps he was a bit of a jerk. But now that you say he's friendly and he likes to go out and get a steak and a beer, I kind of wonder if he's not such a bad guy after all. I don't trust it. I don't trust it one bit. Who does that? Who doesn't want to look for clues 24-7? It makes me sick. <laughs> no. I was going to say this. It so- sounds like he would be one of my best friends if he wasn't a cop. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mr. Detective, have you, have you considered a taken a vacation at some point what's that (laughs) oh dear oh my well perhaps when this case is solved when all this is over we can uh we can help you relax a little what do you say celestine i have the best job in the world my job is paying for me to stay in the temperance room at sister mary viable (laughs) i can't think of anything better that's true that's a that's a good point you you're being paid to stay in a strip club i'm not even using the the services i just like to i just like this room i mean i i Oh, spe- oh, speaking of that, by the way, I did book you a room here for the next season, uh, just in case you need to stay for a while. Thank you. Of course. I mean, is it like the temperance room? Is it this sparse? It's not as good, certainly, because I, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I couldn't resist. I had to get the temperance room for myself, but I did book you the hermit room. <laughs> it was surprisingly unbooked, and so I jumped on it. Sounds hot. What does it take to get the devil room? Oh my god! <laughs> if you can book the devil room, I would. I mean, I wouldn't know. I've never, I've never been able to get it, but I'm curious. JD, what do you like so much about the temperance room? I, I mean, look at it. It's perfectly put together. There's nothing out of place. A twin bed, that's all I need. It's so practical. It's so neat. It's just perfect. It's exactly what I want. It's exactly what I want from ev- from my whole life. I mean, even the, the pillows are a bit decadent for me, for my taste, and I could stand to do with, you know, less pillows. I, I would love just like a twin bed, a single pillow, a, a journal on a nightstand next to the bed. And well, the... There's a bit too much color in here. Oh, my God. I just I love the idea that there is this lavish strip club that has a room called the temperance room. It feels like it must be the janitor's closet. Yeah. Or something. Well, and notably, it's always seems to be available. <laughs> okay. okay, JD, I think we're going to go get settled into our room. But I need to ask a favor from you. Of course. Tonight, please leave this room. Go sit in the club. Get yourself one cocktail. Watch a few dances. Just like try to unwind for an hour tonight. And then you can come back and watch your one hour limited of TV before you can go to bed. Okay. <laughs> Last time I did that, I made a permanent change to my appearance. And I'm sort of scared that that might happen again. Celestine leans over to Crater and whispers something in his ear. <laughs> and then I just like discreetly reach into Crater's boiler, pull out one rat sticker, and just walk up to J Detective, pat him on the back. With the rat stick. <laughs> well, whatever you do tonight, I hope you have a good time. <laughs> stick them with the rat sticker. Thank you. I look forward to reading my book in peace. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. <laughs> are, 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 we going, are we going to retire to your hermit room? Is that the vibe? Let's. Okay. All right. So JD actually has to come with you to show you oh. uh, the room. I mean, that's okay. He, he understands the deal. But uh, back into the corridors you go, passing the occasional giggling staff and patron. Um, eventually, he stops and faces a blank wall between two of the doors in the corridor. And he's running his finger along, along it until he finds a hidden seam and then runs an axe card through the seam and a door-shaped section of the wall sinks in then slides open revealing a room lined in black velvet and as you step in you realize the floors are made of bed like just one giant (sighs) bed it makes walking a bit awkward and entering it you see that on the eastern and western walls there are two portraits one shows an old-fashioned muscle man who lifts a lion into the air above their head, and the other shows a roulette table mid-spin. And uh, that seems to be it. Wow. Now, b- before I go, I'll just tell you that the meeting is supposed to be all day tomorrow, but the most mandatory part is from about midday to, you know, mid-afternoon. So <laughs> Most mandatory. The most mandatory. I mean, listen, beefs, beefs takes liberties. Beefs takes liberties. We all know that, and beefs everyone take. seems to be... And um, I mean, I'll be there the whole day because, well, anyway, um, so that's all to say that if you'd like to spend the morning exploring the city, then by all means. Do you, can you give us his address then? Yes, of course. Uh, He stays in the stay zone and he writes down an exact address for you and hands it over. Okay. All right. We'll, uh, We'll pop over there. Around lunchtime then tomorrow. Excellent. Thank you again for, well, for this. Thank you for the hermit room. Oh, of course. I mean, I'm I'm glad to be working together with you. Oh, by the way, um, you know, as I said that, uh, you know, some Diplos are interested in speaking with you. And if you're interested in walking around the city in, you know, a bit more of an incognito mode, there's a clothing store nearby. It's called Tip Top Thought. <laughs> <laughs> Thought is spelled T-H-O-T. It's incorrect and I don't understand it. <laughs> Perfect. What kind of clothing do they sell? They do tailoring there, so they can certainly make something to your exact uh, requirements. But I would suggest just maybe at least something that you haven't worn in any of the other cities that you've been seeing. Crater looks down at his body. <laughs> yes, no I, clothes. <laughs> I mean, perhaps you might consider. I, I picked up fishnets and my life has changed for the better. <laughs> Crater, an option. I, uh, I don't want to steal your style, JD. No, I um, wish you wouldn't, but I'm just saying. Okay. There's, you know, there's, there's a lot of options and just don't be scared. Try something new. I'll, I'll, I'll see what they have. I'm not making any promises to myself. Uh, Kate, you have fun tonight. Please, for the love of God, have fun tonight. Did you hear that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, we all heard it. Great. Excellent. <laughs> Just walks backwards out of okay. the room. Walks away. Right. Can I immediately go to the phone that's in here? And can what? I, can, I call, can I call down to the front desk and... And request that they send a dancer to, to the temperance room. <laughs> um, there is sure there's a phone embedded in the wall, <laughs> and you call down, and they say, uh, "Sister Mary Viable, how can we please you?" Uh, uh, hi, it, it's it's my it's my friend's birthday. He's he's staying in the temperance room. He's like he's very shy. And I was wondering if, like, I don't know if you have like like a staff thing where you go and sing happy birthday for him, and like you know. Like, I don't know. Just like he's a little uptight. I just, want to, I just want him to have fun on his birthday. That's all. 
On a scale of one to five, how much fun would you like uh, this dancer to provide? Uh, let's go with a two, knowing him. It'll blow his mind. <laughs> All right. We will send someone up that is very hot. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to hang up the phone and just like stare at my hand still and just like nod to myself. 50% good. Yeah. <laughs> as you hang up crater i'm gonna have you roll a perception check uh as a natural two wow does anyone else want to roll <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. roll. yes please okay. Ooh. 19 i also got 19 oh plus. shit those are both like gravy so maybe actually at the same time crater's doing this like phone order uh you two are maybe milling about the room and take a look at each of the portraits on either side and both of you at the same time kind of realize that riot on the strong man the eyes are peepholes <gasps> and on celestine on the roulette <laughs> table on the wheel of fortune the like middle peg of the w- roulette wheel is also a peephole Motherfucker. Can we try to like move these portraits aside to see if there's like we can get behind them or something like that? They are immovable, but you can see through the peephole if you like. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I want to peep. Both of y'all are going to take a peep. Riot on the strength side, which is sort of what you surmise the <laughs> the theme of the painting and therefore the room you're looking into is. Uh, you see a bunch of people who are just like sitting around on comfy chairs. It's like rather a bigger room. And there's just a parade of beefy dreamboats that are like walking through the room, serving <laughs> drinks, being asked to like lift things up above their head, just like showing off their strength uh, for very thirsty lookers on uh celestine behind your people you see like a small theater like covered by a curtain and a roulette table and people are taking turns spinning it and the person currently spinning has it land on the empress and some babe comes out behind a curtain and like starts giving out massages and like hand feeding the patrons delicious food uh so maybe you have a little bit of a better idea about the vibe of the hermit room now (laughs) yeah that's the voyeur room yeah (laughs) i was sorry i was gonna ask like so these like these holes they're at like eye level right they're not like knee level (laughs) yeah come on now crater (laughs) get your your mind back up at eye level (laughs) (laughs) you know for your knees to look yeah (laughs) well i I didn't want to say crotch that'd just be obscene (laughs) 50 percent decent (laughs) oh god God. um should we like plug them yes (laughs) is this like fisheye do we get the sense that like we can see out but they can't see back in um yeah okay Okay. so so we're it's still private for us yeah i would say that it's it's pretty clear that the whole purpose is to be able to see and not be seen okay well who knows what could happen then (laughs) oh Paragarden. Yes, Paragarden. Uh, what time is it folks yeah i would say evening well sounds like we have two options here we can be responsible, go to bed nice and early, and get ready for the big mission we have tomorrow morning. Or <laughs> we can go and get a little fucked up yeah. and have some fun. That sounds a bit more like us. Celestine's already smoking a giant, and he's <laughs> bouncing on the on the on the floor bed. <laughs> Just, let's go. Let's have some fun. <laughs> 
Okay, where are you going to have some fun? I'm assuming there's like a main club or like a main like bar of this hotel. Yeah. 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 You could safely assume that. There seems like there's some degree of like gambling or something in here. I assume that like the room that I was looking into was like the Wheel of Fortune room. Um, but this isn't a full casino, is it? No, the, the Wheel of Fortune was like determining what, what hotties... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what theme of hotties they were going to be entertained by. I see. I see. All right. But yeah, I'm assuming there's like a club on the main floor that like the guests go to like pick up dates for the night and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe we can retcon it and say that like you specifically asked when you called down, there were like fool rooms open all night. Gotcha. Well, let's go make fools of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I should probably look a little different. Oh, that is right. I, I always forget that once we get to a city, folks are going to recognize you almost immediately, Miss Right. Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> um, what do you think? Should we should I disguise self or should we go to that tip top thought spot? <laughs> <laughs> Tip-top thoughts, but <laughs> that is what we are. I must say, I really enjoy it when you do the whole disguise self thing. You're yeah. so good at it. I, I, I don't want to, you know, make your decision for you, but it's just so much fun. Ah, uh, all right. Twist my rubber arm. <laughs> Riot, like, uh, cracks her knuckles, although half of the knuckles are mechanic. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cast disguise self and. Turn myself into kind of what I imagine would possibly come out of a tip top thought, <laughs> turning into a kind of an entity that would blend right into uh, Sister Mary Viable. Similar height, similar build, but all the mechanics are gone. A lot of the clothes go away. Whoa. Goodbye. Hair turns bright blue. Oh. Uh, and lots of makeup goes on the face. Yes. And this is Bonnie Be Good. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bonnie. Oh, wow. All right, Sky. Can I just say that no matter what <laughs> happens after this campaign, during this campaign, you are never allowed to play a character that doesn't pack disguise self. <laughs> Let us all swear an oath. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's too good. It's so good. Bonnie. Okay. (laughs) Oh, you're a chipper. (laughs) Ready for action. Oh, my stars. Remarkable. (laughs) All right. right. Let's go drink too much and possibly do too many drugs. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Heading to the pool room. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Celestine has a moment to think to himself. I have good role models. (laughs) (laughs) And just to confirm, you two are good the way you are. No, like you're just going to walk in. I didn't Hmm. bring a change of clothes. Yeah. I don't know. Everywhere we go, we kind of, it kind of seems like. It's being reported as riot and accomplices. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Hello, Sean here. One of your top three favorite players on Planet Arcana, the podcast you're currently listening to. Just swinging by here to let you know that we have a Patreon. You can get access to our talkback show, Recharge. And we got a mail club which currently only have a few spots left. We also got some special stretch goals going on at the moment. Like, do you want to hear me learn how to do a Scottish accent? Me neither, but it'll be fun as heck. If any of that interested you, 
please go over to www.patreon.com slash planet arcana you can also visit our website at www.planetarcana.com and now a word from the hired swords podcast witness an exploration of imagination uh i cast cure wounds award-winning level acting i reach forward and i open the door non-stop suspense what am i reading whose turn is it and twists and turns that will have you talking around the water cooler for days dale if i hear you say that you're jealous of davin's necklaces one more time all this and more in the hired swords coming to a podcast near you the Hired Swords is a D&D 5e actual play podcast and cannot be held responsible for any side-splitting laughter, falling in love with fictional characters, or general desires to start hoarding fantasy sets of dice. Please listen responsibly. Available anywhere podcasts are sold. Alright, so you start, as you get closer to the floor room, it's like... Um, to the point where you almost can't hear each other before you even enter the room and you open the doors and it's just like an absolute rave like a classic 90s rave people are wearing shit that glows everybody's super hot the staff are in their specter robes and lingerie dancing over every surface that's not the floor just like climbing up on things to dance Uh, there's a mermaid tank with like staff dressed up as mermaids swimming around and a big old bar and uh, it looks like a great time wow I, th- I think Celestine just like looks around wide-eyed. This is different <laughs> than than Risco Tech for sure. This is beyond anything that he's seen, and he's just like just taking it all in. I think Crater's really feeling the music. He starts to do like the Soldier Boy dance. Yeah, just like really, really happy here. <laughs> all right, orders of business for the night in the club. Feel like bar first shots yes okay bar first it takes you like a full 15 minutes to get there and get to the front of the bar (laughs) and someone you hear someone as you go like is that the soldier boy (laughs) the soldier boy (laughs) Claire, do you think they make caesars here (laughs) oh they better have caesars let's get dehydrated yeah (laughs) i get to the bar can I yell at the bartender? I want to buy a round of Caesars for everybody. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Um, I think the bartender, who is just a very nondescript hot bartender, is just like, what? <laughs> and then maybe you go back and forth a bit. <laughs> Caesars. Caesars for for who? Clear's gonna like do a motion, like a circle motion, like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe like he gets on the loudspeaker and is just like, attention dancers, uh, we got a big boy at the bar here buying Caesars for the whole club. And maybe like one, like 10% of the club comes up and the rest are like, what the fuck is a Caesar? <laughs> <laughs> and your bill is, let's put it at 60. 60 for, for okay, 60 gold. Here's 65, because I know that was a pain in the ass to make. Thank you, bartender. What? Here's a less than 10% tip. Craters <laughs> <laughs> a boomer. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it tracks. The bartender it's a, it's a, fucking stares daggers at you. <laughs> I think you're lucky that wasn't bitter. She would have slapped you. 
Also, the Caesars are served in like absurdly long, thin glasses. It's like three feet long glasses. Whoa. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so breakable. <laughs> yeah. Are they like, like the plastic funnels that you get that have like the obscenely long straws in them? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Celestine sits his on the floor and just leans over. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> it's like over half the, half the height of him. <laughs> Do we know that uh, whether or not they're filled right to the brim? Absolutely. Meniscus <laughs> jiggling. So exactly as you describe. Perfect. I just had to know. Look at the jiggle on that meniscus. (laughs) (laughs) Magnificent. Magnificent. (laughs) Can we call them sleezers? Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Cool. Caesars in hand. Full effect. It's just like an absolutely wild time. Like it, it seems to be like stuffed past capacity. Even like people start elbowing each other all over the place. They don't care. Uh, I'm gonna grab or just like put my hand on Celestine's shoulder and be like, "Are you okay, little buddy? You good? <laughs> I don't know if he's been anywhere like this before. I, I, I think so. <laughs> uh, um, it's really, it's really crowded, and uh, I mean." A few people knocked me down, but I'm I'm okay. It's all right. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me know if you need anything. We'll, we'll we'll keep making our way through the crowd. I guess. I was wondering about that dance over there that they were doing. Can you can you show me how to do it? Um, you know, like Crater might be better at this than me. I think like, as you like look over into the dance floor. Crater is like taller than a lot of people. Like he had like entered into a rage and he's doing his slinky. <laughs> and he's just doing the salted boy with his like, slinky arm ten feet in the air. Make me a performance check. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was really good. <laughs> Plus two. That's a that's an eighteen. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so like at first people are like, look, you can see that people are looking at Crater, just kind of like giggling, like, oh my god, the soldier boy. But then Crater just gets like more and more into it, and like people start to clear this circle around him. The arms are like wiggling in freaking double helix patterns and like doing a giant circle. And like people start just going like, just like clapping in time with the beat. And they're just like, like, wow, that guy's such a good dancer. He needs 10 by 10 clearance. And they're like, 10 by 10. 10 by 10. 10 by 10. 10 by 10. Celestine, roll me a deck saving throw. Oh, God. <laughs> 13. <laughs> you take an elbow to the face. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, 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 my. Oh, my, my nose. I'm that hurt, but. <laughs> he, he sure does move for such a big fella. He sure does. Old 10 by 10. <laughs> <laughs> Going into a rage to dance is so <laughs> Entering into a rave. Yeah. Oh, get the rave. Cool. Wow. So y'all just dance, like, so hard. It's a great time. I think there's definitely a point where Celestine is, like, on Crater's shoulders. Yeah. Uh, oh, while, yeah. while he's dancing above the crowd. Two by four. Two by four. <laughs> <laughs> two by four. <laughs> yeah, people definitely are chanting two by four. You guys two are fucking four. stars. Two, two by four. four. Two by four. Oh god. It's so it's so hot and sweaty in here, like my the the fucking blouse is open, you know, the leather vest hanging off. We have glow stick necklaces on. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There's glitter. Some reason. Everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) 
absolutely at a certain point they're just like get ready for the glitter bomb and like the ceiling opens up and it's just like mass glitter gets dumped on the ground <laughs> this is gonna be everywhere we are definitely gonna need new clothes tomorrow oh yeah <laughs> also there's a competition at the back called colliders got Astitude, and it's a twerking contest <laughs> wait, oh. wait, my friend over here yes. wants to enter <laughs> I mean, twerk by ten. Oh my god, <laughs> twerk by ten. <laughs> twerk I don't. Twerking's a little, a little past Crater's time. Um, <laughs> Soldier boy is firmly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you never learned another dance after Soldier Boy. <laughs> Why would you need to? Why would you need to? It's, it's they call it the movement. dance to end all dance. <laughs> Well, perhaps you observe as Collider's Got Astitude is crowned. They're magnificent. Amazing. There's no, like, VIP area here. Or there's some, like, important people. Like, no famous people that might be in town for CGAs or anything like that. Roll me an investigation check. Mm, can we all? Absolutely. I would say if you're not looking but you just want to know, roll a history check for maybe just some info about the city. That's okay. uh, 12. Seventeen, fifteen over here. So, Riot, you would kind of like have some familiarity with Paragarden enough to know that, like, where you are in the city is not where the famous people would hang out. Oh, okay. So, no, there are no celebrities here. Unfortunately, except for the recently crowned Collider Scott Astitude. We do an investigation <laughs> check uh, to see if there's anyone around here who looks like they'd be willing to show us a good time. <laughs> I'm not going to make you do an investigation check. Okay, sick. <laughs> there's basically any like so many people here. <laughs> are willing to show you a good time either for money or with a great uh pitch but like if you with, know what I mean. we want we want authority and we don't want to pay for it want, what kind of authority um someone who has access access fun shit all right maybe you would like stop a staff member mm. and be like you know where's the after party yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. all right so you stop one of the like specter red robe specters and what do you what do you ask them? Hi, um, I've been at this party for a while, and I was talking to some people who said that there would be an after party, and I just want to know like where it's happening. Do you know? Roll me a persuasion. Oh, uh, oh, seventeen. <laughs> All right. Oh my god. Um, okay, so the staff is just like, uh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm nobody really gets off until like four in the morning, but after that, we tend to go uh, to Chrissy's room at the Palace Reservoir Casino. Uh, so that's what that's that would be my that would be my suggestion. Oh my god, I think I nailed Chrissy. Cool. Actually, roll me a history check. Okay. Um. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Everybody knows a Chrissy. <laughs> so it's like, cool. Well, you know, maybe give my name and then they'll know that you're cool. And my name is um, Syn- Synthetique. Cool. Sweet name. Thanks. What's yours? Bonnie Be Good. Oh my God. <laughs> so nice to meet That's- you super cute and fun thank you anyway i've got to get back to work though maybe i'll see you there yeah you know it cool 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 cool. and i guess as celestine and crater are wandering by a little bot flies up to you it looks familiar at first almost like the deco drones but then you realize there's some slight different aesthetics in their designs odd shot here you look like a deer in the headlights, if I may say so myself. Are you lost? Uh, I, that is just the way I look. I, it really has nothing to do with being lost. I, I just look that way all the time. Cool. 
What about you, big boy? Aren't we all kind of a little bit lost? <laughs> Hell yeah, my dude. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Up top. <laughs> yeah. Up top. So uh, what are you doing in Paragarden? You would not believe the things you could see in Paragarden. Like what? What, what is there to see? I could give you a list of 10 things that would be awesome to see in Paragarden. Yeah. If you have 10 recommendations, I will take all 10 recommendations. Sure. Absolutely. Number one, CGA in Paragarden. To must go. Of. Of. Number two, the waterfall in Paragarden. Number three, Sister Mary Viable in Paragarden. Uh, we're here, but yeah. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's on my list, bro. Number four, <laughs> the Reservoir Palace Casino. Dope, dope, dope. Number five. Uh, the p- the pay zone in general, sector nine. Oh, for, for sure. For, what's what, what's sector nine exactly? Oh, it's like the the most exclusive pay zone in Paragarden. Is this your first time here? Yeah, I've I've been in Paragarden for like eight hours. Damn, dude. Do you want like a description of Paragarden from me and Ad Chad? Sure. Nice. <laughs> nice, bro. So this city is a vertical city. It's built up onto uh, into a mountain. There's uh, nine sectors. Sectors one and two are the spray zone. Sector three and four are the play zone. Sector five is the phase zone. Sector six is the stay zone. Sector seven, eight, and nine are the pay zone. And they kind of are self-explanatory. Um. I'm going to need some explanation on the spray zone. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we're like at the bottom of the waterfall. Like, did oh. you not real? Did you not get sprayed when you came into Paragarden? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we did. Are you, are you okay? Look, we, we are both about seven sleezers deep. Uh, I, I, it's, it's hard to take in everything you're saying as you're saying it. I apologize. Hell yeah, bro. Love it. Thanks. <laughs> cool. Well, if you like want uh, a tour of the spray zone, me or literally any of the other ad chats would be like happy to uh take you around and don't forget that if you ever want to take out some ad space we're always more than open to talk with you about uh pricing cool yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks bro yeah for sure for sure yeah we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll catch you later all right bro sick bro hang tight yeah hang so, loose yeah you too bro okay nice and, as he walks oh away God. i just turn to sell ceiling God, what a fucking douche. <laughs> so just to put a little flavor on it, these things are like like buzzy disc things that fly around, sort of like similar to the Deco drones, but um, chattier somehow. Are they all going to be bro like that? I mean, they're called ad chads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should we go exploring? I mean, I, I don't... I, I, I'm in your hands here, Crater. I, I'm, I'm feeling... Tipsy and 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 uh, um, I don't w- just I'll do what you do, buddy. Yeah, maybe let's go find a uh, friend, Bonnie. Maybe she's found a good little after party. Like I'm having fun here, but hey, we could uh, take some of these sleezers on the road and maybe venture <laughs> venture out to the spray zone. Get, get sleezed in the spray, if, if you will. You know? <laughs> sleezed in the spray. Oh my god. Sprayed oh, by the yeah. sleeves. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Hey, boys. Uh, where'd you end up? We watched a very interesting competition where people were just shaking their butts. That sounds awesome. Pretty entertaining. Yeah. 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 I'd say. I can't figure out the, the mechanics of it. I've been trying to do it since <laughs> I saw it, but I can't quite get it to move independently of the... Uh, Celestine tries to, 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 to twerk. <laughs> you know, you can do anything you set your mind to if you just just keep keep at it. 
Oh, the guy. It's like every, every time we try, it's just like it's just like you're humping the air, though, and it's just like nothing's, <laughs> nothing's happening. <laughs> nothing's happening. <laughs> it's these oh damn God. android buns. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cursed with a sleek android behind. Right. <laughs> uh, well, listen, uh, I've done a little recon, and there is an after party at like 4 a.m. at the Palace Reservoir, if you're interested. That's where Babera and Honeypot were going, right? I forgot about that. (laughs) Minor deterrent. Look, I am just drunk enough to be able to enjoy their company, so I'm up for whatever. Okay, all right. I can get on a level, Crater. What do you think? Yeah, tomorrow's gonna suck. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck it. 50% 50% sober. <laughs> it's always good to be a little loose. Yeah. All right. We're doing it. Okay. Let's go party some more. Let's go fucking party. You step out into the spray zone, exiting Sister Mary Viable. The humid air wraps around you snugly, and you're hit with an intense, well, spray <laughs> and the roar of moving water. The cityscape around you is glowing, dirty, loud, wet, and intensely obscured by a great frothing mist. Citizens materialize from it as they walk towards you and vanish into it as they walk away. And large flashing signs all around you act as beacons, lighting your way forward. Following the brightest of them, the ambient roar intensifies and you look up to see that you're standing at the foot of a massive, furious, percussive waterfall. Lit from behind, the waterfall creates a pillar of light around which the entire city has been built and around which float hundreds of glowing billboards. Vendabots and ad chads fly about, and on either side of the waterfall, buildings go all the way up, stacked atop each other until they vanish into the cloud of mist. Wow. The sign before you reads, Welcome to Paragarden. Rise to greatness in the vertical city. Welcome, visitors, and... And Chad here. Nothing better than a crisp, refreshing beer. Where you ask, why the sprays are smooth? Odd Chad here. Don't you look odd, dear? Surely a fine friend bought like stuff from fine clothing. The tailor's a tip-top thought will make sure your patoot is under you, and that your body is on slang, and that your silhouette makes champagne. Look no further than the crystal atrium in Sector 9 of the Incredible. Well, you won and die on the Welcome, visitors, This year's sliders got out to this bound to be the shiny. Act now to secure a pristine arena view of this year's fabulous lineup of stars, champions, heroes, talent from all and our rotating repertoire of guests. Judges in the arena to see it all go down. Ringside seats now sold out for all shows. Act now to secure a prestige arena edict and a rotating record of guest judges in the arena to get all go down. Heroes and talent. It gets all better yet. Ode Bute, Ode Sean, Ode Moore, Dr. Ode Toilette de Dow. Looking forward to the Kentucky Club Week. Book a stay in the Judge City Planet and Advisors. 
The biggest billboard isn't a billboard at all, but a semi-transparent hologram that hovers before the waterfall itself. Your attention is drawn to it by a familiar voice. For 12 days, and on the 13th, Muscleheart took up his sword, and he and his friends departed, traveling the world together for the rest of their days, and never looking back. That was a wonderful story, wasn't it, children? It really felt like the evil Duke was going to win, didn't it? But Muscleheart had something the Duke didn't. Do you know what that was? No, it was not the Sword of Selflessness. Remember, if Muscleheart had only been less selfless, he never would have been persuaded to give the sword to the Duke in the first place. No, what saved Muscleheart was trust. Trust in his fearless friends, his beloved friends who had watched him grow up, loved him even when he was far away, traveled vast distances and conquered the 13 trials to race heck on Muscleheart's behalf. I hope you all remember that. And I hope you all have your own fearless friends to face 13 trials for you. Or whatever number of trials. <laughs> Speaking of remembering, that reminds me. Don't forget that your friend Teaspoon is a judge at CGA this year. And I just can't wait to see all the talent the Fifth Collide has to offer. It's gonna be a riot. So tune in, turn it up to 13. And remember, we never tell a true friend our true names. Really hope to see you there. Wow. That that reminds me, Ms. Riot, the the address that Teaspoon gave you. That's right. Was it was here in Paragarden, was it not? It is twenty six Chantry Lane or something? It's 26 Chantry Way, Sector 5, Paragarden, Thoroughless. Sector 5, the phase zone. The phase zone. Oh, God. We're going to need to play Truth or Dare today. Oh, <laughs> we sure are. <laughs> God, the DMs really want us to play Truth or Dare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a phase favorite activity. Yeah. Anything is possible. Hey, did we, did we know that Uncle Edict was going to be a judge at CGAs? That has not been mentioned prior. Right. Yeah. This is the first you're hearing of it. That That is an interesting development, I suppose. Um, but uh, yeah, well, it's kind of shaping up to be this like CGA thing. Kind of seems like it might be like the perfect opportunity to get all of these people into one spot. It sounds like Lux is going to be there. Edict's going to be there. You know, Teaspoon's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure what to deal with that information just yet, but this kind of seems like the big high-profile event to do something if need be. It makes sense to be there. It, it most certainly does, it, it, particularly if uh, if we are going to help Teaspoon in, in some way. Uh, she was distressed the last time that we encountered her, and, uh, well, I I mean, if, if we can help, then I think we should. Yeah, I'll do anything to help her, except for sing. I'm not... But I won't do that. RIP. 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 Should we go to Teaspoons right now? In the middle of the night, 
I mean, drunk on sleezers, it seems disrespectful. <laughs> I can't get over sleezers. But no one would be around, possibly. That's a pretty fair point. Um, I assume we've still got some time before 4 a.m. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's go say, wow, this feels weird to say. Uh, let's go see our, our friend Teaspoon. You make your way through Paragarden, maybe sort of looking around for directions. Perhaps you stop a Vendabot or ad Chad. Where Tropo Neo Vega was tropical, Paragarden is temperate. <laughs> fuck. Let's go again. Where Tropo Neo Vega... <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Where Tropo Neo Vega was tropical, Paragarden is temperate. Yes. Though so no less green and flourishing. Hey, you uh, you rather still than... said it wrong. What? No, you didn't. No, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I, I misheard you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Where Tropo Neo Vega was tropical, Paragarden is temperate, though no less green and flourishing. But rather than vines and fronds, the buildings are covered with thick moss, ivy, and flowers, and your feet slosh on the ground with the familiar feeling of light flooding. However, Paragarden's spray zone lacks the crowds of giggling royals. Rather, regular folk trudge about with their pants rolled up and a light stink of water rot permeates your nostrils. Uh, wayfaring signs and Vendabots and ad chats all about sort of shout their directions toward the elevator, clearly the city's primary means of transport. There's like a bit of a lineup as you get there. It's it's near the like base and edge of the waterfall. So you wait in the line, get through the turnstile, and a sign reads elevator, $10, day, week, and seasons pass available from any Vendabot. If we're going to be here for a while, then we might as well get a seasons pass, I suppose. That might be the best bang for buck. All right. Uh, let's say seasons passes are... 50. 50 gold each. Jesus. <sighs> and keep in mind that a, a season is like several months long. Like it's a literal season. <laughs> I could buy everybody in a club a Caesar for that price. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, so might you assume that everyone's getting a season's pass? Yeah. I think yeah. so. All right, how law-abiding? Wait, was there a, a non-law-abiding alternative? Could we yeah. break into the elevator? <laughs> nope, just shading you. Okay. <laughs> Although, like, yeah, even if you did it, it'd be like riding the bus when you haven't paid and like you'd just like be sweating the whole time, even if you didn't get caught. <laughs> so not worth it. The elevators seem to be like humming along and cycling on loop tracks, and the height at which you want to travel determines which platform you stand on. Uh, and so you gather on the Sector 5 platform, and an elevator creaks to a stop inside just a continuation of all the ads that have been plastered along the somewhat vintage-looking exterior. And as it sort of starts to rise, the ambient marketing is just, like, absolutely surrounding you. Billboards scroll semi-transparently. You catch the odd brand name advertisements for cosmetic parts, cozy big chic restaurants... And as you go higher, the view is quite surreal. So like a crystal that dangles from a windowsill on a sunny day, great stunning rays of light pierce the mist of the waterfall and then shatter into hundreds of rainbows that dance above and below you kaleidoscopically. And as you get even higher, you notice the CGA arena, which has been built at the foot of the waterfall, slightly sunken and with some sort of invisible dome that causes the water and mist to cascade off of it, redirecting it around the Colosseum before joining into a single river that carves a path between the two sides of the city. Up, up, up you go. This is such a beautiful city. I love yeah. this place. <laughs> so excited for this. Yeah. 
So as it kind of like creaks, starts creaking to a stop, um, you notice that it is creakier in this section of the elevator paths than previous areas you've traveled to so far. Um, everybody roll me a history check. 15. 15. Dang. A uh, nine. Okay. Well, Crater and Celestine, you probably remember from your walkabouts learning about the history of the phase zone on the fifth collide um, or in Paragarden. Which is on the fifth collide. Anyway, um, <laughs> during one of the cycles, there was, it was a cycle of the fool. So, like, that was what the wheel at Riscotech landed on. And a party began in the phase zone, which used to just be an extension of the stay zone. And it expanded and expanded and expanded. And by week two, people were, like, literally dropping dead. <laughs> of partying and all of the fae showed up which just like really exacerbated it and it went on for like how long jay seasons like literal seasons and like escalated to the point where like buildings were on fire and basically like since then the zone has been like taken by the fae fair enough wow (laughs) that's where teaspoon lives (laughs) (laughs) seems legit so yeah perhaps crater and celestine are less surprised when the elevator doors open to like a deeply lush forest of greens, royal blues, and brightly glowing flowers that sway gently in the breeze. The smell of water rot is replaced with this velvet saccharinity that seems to emanate from the colors themselves, filling your mouths and nostrils with like a trippy synesthesia. And uh, this is all in stark contrast to the wreckage of the sector. There's not much movement. Every building is missing a vital piece, load-bearing walls, roofs, front doors, marred by some long-ago fire. And a few dragonflies and frogs approach you as you step into Sector 5, the Fae Zone. They look hungry for truths and or dare. Oh my god. (laughs) Wow. Bring it on, I guess. Yeah, hey, we've done this twice before. Bring it on. Let's go. I'm ready. Try not to kill anyone. (laughs) Everyone roll me a perception. It's a nat one. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, as a nat 20 for Crater. Oh, oh like 20, 24. Right. You're like, I can taste blue. My <laughs> <laughs> disguise is rubbing off. Yeah. <laughs> but Crater and Celestine, you notice that, especially you, Crater, that the Fae are keeping their distance. And Crater specifically, you hear one of them go, like, no, stay back, stay back. I'm scared. It's so pretty. I can feel it. They've got some heads. Yeah, it's way too big. I can't. But no, don't step back. Hey, step back. Let's try. Let's try. Shh. And they don't approach. Should we just walk on by? <laughs> yeah, you could absolutely just walk on by to your great sur- surprise. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's 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 hurry through here. Celsine, <laughs> uh, you you heard that right? I I did. I I have to imagine that they're referring to the box that they can. That they can sense the box. I know that the Fae that we we encountered on our way to the Blink Brush were able to sense the power of that box. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's just keep an eye out as we're going through here. Don't love that we were just kind of clocked like that. No, that is uh, that is disconcerting. For all all our attempts to keep a low profile, they uh, they 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 sensed us right away, and that is troubling. Keeping a weather eye on these Fae, you make your way through this zone and they do indeed follow and the crowd of them it it sort of picks up a few members loses a few members as it goes some seem so so drawn to it but some are afraid and though they sort of 
skirt the perimeter of your path, they don't make any attempt to intersect it. In fact, you only pass a few people on your walk through the phase zone, teenagers hiding and giggling in the wreckage, a couple walking along the grassy sidewalks admiring the flowers, and finally the surrounding architecture becomes more religious with cathedral-like edifices, and it seems you've arrived at Chantry Way. On your way to number 26, the address on the letter, these edifices are clearly were once quite splendid. One's covered in a relief of fruits, flowers, and a lonely pregnant person who surveys the empty street, a cathedral to the empress. Another small cathedral remains mostly erect on strong pillars with two stone sphinxes on guard and a chariot engraved above the entrance. And finally, a mid-sized cathedral painted a dark charcoal, making its burn marks impossible to discern. A large wooden door shows a painting of a rose, and above it, a simple sign in cursive reads, Rebirth. Transformation death.